Hi, everybody. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today, we've got an awesome episode of Off the Market Forever with my co-host, James Isles, and Chris Zyker, where we focus on the domain space through the lens of end-user acquisitions and upgrades. And today, since it's the first Off the Market Forever show of 2023, we also have Drew on the show, and we talk about the recent link.com sale, some current trends and predictions for 2023, and a discussion around domain valuation methodology. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at DomainSherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at DS.TV. We have all the past episodes there so you can dig into the largest library of domain-related podcast content in the world for free. You can also check us out on Apple and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. And as usual, big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With that, it's now time to get into this episode of Off the Market Forever here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J-On, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, and I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is an off-the-market forever, which features James Isles and Chris Zyker as we dive into some of the trends and current events in and around domains, interesting stories and things that are happening from the perspective of end-user activity. Uh, James is one of the best journalists in the biz, although we're going to talk about his recent career change and a little bit of a pivot. And Chris is arguably next to Andrew, who's also on the show today, the best domain broker in the biz. So they bring a really insightful and interesting perspective uh, better than almost anybody else in the world as to what is happening with the movement of domains, buys, sells, all happening from an end user perspective. So that's what we dig into into this show. And since it is the first OTMF show of 2023, we brought on the boss, the man, the myth, Andrew, to talk a little bit about just some, uh, call it, uh, you know, current domain movement stories, as well as we'll talk about some trends and anticipation, anticipated events and things coming up for 2023. Um, so let's get into that right now. With that, let me go ahead and do my AKs. Oh, by the way, we're all wearing glasses. I wasn't even going to wear my glasses, but everybody was wearing glasses, so I had to put glasses on. Um, actually, I'm going to take them off because I don't need them. I don't need them like y'all do. I need them to see far away, but not up close. I'm also rocking my Eagles gear. My Eagles have made the Super Bowl. Let's go. Two weeks. It's going down in Glendale, Arizona. Let's go. Let's get it. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, I'm hyped up today. It was like two shows ago. They said I was operating at like 0.75 speed, so... Now I'm 1. like, 1.25, JT. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to turn up today <laughs> off the market forever, baby. And uh, I'm just excited to be here, man. You know, especially with James having his recent change uh, work-wise. You know, we weren't sure about the, uh, you know, how often we were going to be able to do these shows. Super excited to have him back in the mix with us. And uh, really excited for today's show. So with that, let's go ahead and do the AKAs over to my Roy. We got my boy, Andrew Rosner, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. The Dirk Diggler, Digital Assets, a.k.a. The Sniper, Bob Lee Swagger. Tell him what it is, a.k.a. Drew. Drew got what I need, a.k.a. Every Rosner has his thorn seeing the world through Rosner-colored glasses, a.k.a. Never Gonna Give Drew Up, a.k.a. Blackbeard, the Domain Pirate, a.k.a. Graybeard, the Domain Pirate, a.k.a. Cancel Adams, a.k.a. Level 14. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm excited, man. This is my this is my first um uh what do y'all call this show? 
Off the market forever. Off the market trade. forever, which is my own term that I can say. This is your own term. Yes. Yeah, Although yeah. I think I, I think my um, I think my in-house uh, IP counsel might have dropped the ball on my trademark registration. Uh, I'm not sure about yeah. that. Hold on, I'm making note. Put that in pile one. That goes in pile one. I'm telling them that goes in pile one. Off the market forever. I'm gonna tell the staff. So, it anyways, is, I am very excited to be here. Uh, I um, yeah, very very excited. Believe it or not, despite the fact that James Isles and I have worked together for several years uh, and communicated for more than that, uh, this is the first time that we ever actually see each other digitally face to face and uh, are on the same show. So I'm super uh, stoked for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, James has been providing excellent content, not just for the industry, but for media options for a long time. Uh, yeah. And AKA uh, Young Blood. Yeah, well, I got a case for him. I got him. Let's go. In fact, <laughs> fantastic segue. You should. We should actually do that one of these days where you do an AKA for some of the other guests. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Well, over to my lower right, we got my boy James Isles, aka Young Blood, aka James Names, aka James Isles of Man, aka Walter Cronkite, aka House of James, aka Blame It on the James, aka I Will Walk One Thousand Isles. What's going on, man? So, I mean, preeminent domain industry writer, consultant is now the, I don't know the official title, but it's customer liaison for GoDaddy. Liaison? Like, what's the... Uh, what's liaison. The- um, no, well, kind of, kind of that, but uh, well, the official us. title is Domain Investment Community Manager. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Domain Investment Community Manager. And the idea is, is that because, you know, look, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been involved in the space for a long, long time. Extremely well-respected, ex- extremely well-liked. Um, so, you know, just to help kind of bridge the gap, which is hard in this business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. Um, so yeah. So what's the, so give us a little bit of the detail on just kind of what the, you know, what your role is and, you know, so this way people know when they're coming to you for this, that, or the other, that they're coming to the right place. Yeah. So this is a brand new role to go daddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been one that probably a lot of people might think has been a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just to have someone on the ground within the domain community, uh, kind of acting like a bridge between GoDaddy and the community, um, you know, collecting feedback, directing product managers in GoDaddy on kind of what people want from their products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd be creating content for them, uh, doing some, hopefully some data stuff, uh, some kind of insights, but also just helping out customers as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, well, you know, talk about access to data. That's exciting to just, you know, because nobody has you know more data than they do. And uh, yeah, and like you said, a long time in the making and, a, uh, you know, long time needed. Um, you know, yeah. I think, you know, obviously in the position that they're in, um, you know, having a real feel of what's going on with their customers. I mean, and it's, you know, in such a unique place and it's a, it's a, it's they pick the right guy for the spot, just like when they brought in Siger with Domain Academy and, uh, you know, put him in the role that he's in. You know, it's super encouraging to me to, you know, to, for them to have somebody like you in the, in that role. So that's awesome. So, yeah, they're, they're really, honestly, they're investing in the community. Um, I mean, it, you know, for, for some people, it might kind of be quite cynical and my people might really question GoDaddy's intentions, but they genuinely love the domain community. That doesn't come across, but. There's a lot of love for the <laughs> community. Well, you know, look, as it's hard to show love, like the Death Star is a sphere. Listen, it's not a it's yeah. not a heart shaped 
thing. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just playing. But I think, um, but yeah, look, I mean, they've got to obviously have love for their customers. I mean, they, you know, that's who pays the bills and, you know, and they, they didn't grow no, to the size I, that they've grown to. I will about. say, though, under under the new CEO, there was a very clear uh, directed pivot from, you know, basically the domain investor community is a nice to have, but we don't really care. Um, maybe even they're an annoyance to like, we need to better understand the domain investor community and we need to better engage with them. Um, and, and I think, I think there is a very clear delineation between when the new CEO came in and, um, you know, their, their sort of, let's say in level of engagement, you know, there's certain people like Paul Nix who have been in the domain community for since the beginning. Um, but the, the 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 level and the capacity to which GoDaddy was actually engaging in that community, providing tools, uh, discounts, sponsorships, et cetera, uh, was was pretty limited up until that moment. So um, yep. I think there is, you know, there is definitely credit to. Oh, yeah. No. And look, and I don't think you can discount, you know, Paul's role and, you know, the fact that he's been engaged in the community for such a long time and like him elevating in, you know, within the company and uh, being a good thing for the domain community uh you know joe styler like you know i mean you know alan i mean i think they've got you know a lot of really smart good folks that have been you know in the room for a long time and you know i think being able to it's funny you know they started you know at the conferences with you know bob parsons and you know at the you know the registrar stakeholder you know stuff and then uh you kind of went away from that as they went more and more corporate and got bigger and bigger. Right. And then serving more of small businesses and as opposed to necessarily just domain investors. And, you know, and I think there's obviously competing interests there and all that, but it doesn't mean you can't serve at all. And I think then sort of this kind of coming back home, um, is kind of a really neat, um, you know, like trajectory. So I, which makes a lot of sense. So all good. Yeah. So the, the engagement thing is really important, especially for me. So, you know, anyone with anything they want to say about GoDaddy, good or bad, anything that, people need help with just kind of reach out to me um i'm really accessible anywhere really so just reach out boom talk to him talk to him talk to me (laughs) yeah and like we said you know we weren't sure too like what your schedule was going to look like as far as your ability to be able to you know hang out with us on here and uh the fact that you're able to do that is really cool and uh you know so hopefully that can be helpful you know across the board helping people you know connect and you know get info share info and you know let their voice be heard in and through you so i think it's all it's all good stuff so so cool well let's keep it moving i got one more aka to do we're not even out of the akas yet hello me we got my boy chris zyker aka zyker's island aka world war z aka zorro aka noah's arkansas aka we ain't in arkansas anymore dorothy what's up all right, what's up, man? How you doing? Boom, 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 boom. Let's get this show rolling. Love it. So yeah, yeah. So um, all right. Well, look now the AK. Check this out real quick. Okay, we this, got. Oh, uh, you 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 get to do screen sharing for a second. You're gonna share. Okay, hold on. You're gonna share on show. All right, that's all right. Let's see. Let's see. It might go. It might go bad. <laughs> Close Let's all see. the tabs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, look at oh, that! Wow. Look at that young, fresh face. You know what I'm saying? Drew, look at that with the man, the myth, Bob Parsons. Let's go. That was it. That's the throwback. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, man. That's like 2000. Let's see if there's any metadata on this picture. Hold on. Is that like traffic? Like when was that from? Uh, uh, Yeah, probably. Well, 
no, I don't think that was a traffic. I think there was a uh, what was domain sponsor this thing called Domain Fest. Okay. I think it was sure. Domain Fest. <laughs> uh 2011 that was february 6 2011 wow 12 years ago 12 years ago almost to the day you know so Mm -hmm. it's uh time flies man but yeah that's what it is and it kind of goes back to exactly what i just said you know and uh so no all good stuff well all right so now that we're we're all here in the room we're talking about different things like we said the the whole you know thrust of this show is really to focus on domain activity sales that are happening to kind of get an idea of what's going on from, uh, you know, an end user standpoint, you know, um, one of the, so we try to highlight some specific buys, sells, things like that. And then we can get in and talk a little bit about, since this is the first show of 2023, what we expect to see in 23 trends, what we saw at the end of 22. It's crazy that it's 20, 2023 already. I'm saying these numbers like that's not even real, you know, it's like out of a science fiction movie, but uh, first one you wanted, you guys want to talk about, I think uh, we, we were talking about link.com. We were talking about that a little bit. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Well, yeah. So this is a domain name that I wrote about on jamesnames.com last year. And I've been kind of tracking it ever since just to see where it ended up because it went under privacy protection at the time because it was sold by a guy called Deepak. I'm going to get his last name wrong, but Tapliao. Uh, okay. In August 2022, he's a huge NFT guy. Drew, you're wearing your board ape top. Uh, mm-hmm. He's bought and sold his fair share of board apes. Uh, sure. Yeah, we, we, we've done park. several. We've done several deals with Deepak. Yeah. So in, in terms of domain names, he's got boy. Well, he, he has had. He's got Chain.com now. He's had Block.com. He's had Assets.com. Reform.com. Uh, he knows a good name when he say, sees one, and he sold a really good one last year. And so this week, I think it was this week, I, I saw that it went over to Stripe mm. and Stripe, the multi-billion dollar payments company, acquired Link.com as an upgrade from Link.co. And Link.co they bought in 2021 for $162,000, which for a .co is a pretty huge amount anyway. Were they using that, um, James? Was it active before Yes, yeah, link, Link.co is active okay. right now. So that has its its own brand um, separate to the Stripe brand. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a one Stripe is using something. exactly. It's like kind of how PayPal tried to do that. Like, oh, you get paypal.com slash Drew. And then people yeah. can go there and just make payment. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> they look like they're doing at the moment. So link.com as of mm. recording redirects to link.co. But I can imagine they'll just run with link.com in the future. <laughs> I mean, wow. First of all, like... Um, Talk about security issues, right? On the dot co. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing payments on a dot co, you are. That, I, honestly, someday I predict that someday we will see a a, a, a a negligence claim because somebody gets uh, spoofed or somebody gets you know uh, clicks on a, a bad link because some financial company didn't use a dot com. It, it really is that simple. I mean. If you're not using a .com and you are a financial company, I personally, as a non-lawyer, and no, I don't play one on the internet, um, believe that you're negligent. You are negligent to your customers and your fiduciary responsibilities as a financial services business if you are not operating on an exact brand match .com because anything else leaves your customers susceptible to uh, you know, spear phishing, yep. uh, phishing, yep. and spoofing. 
Yep. That, actually, what I told I told a, um, in one of my replies back to a company a couple of months ago, just that it's like you're training your customers to accept any domain extension, right? So if you look at some of these, like we're brokering a domain right now, and this company is using like five different email extensions. Uh, not email, but like like different sites. Well, they're literally training their customers to like accept any link, right? Yep. Um, no, no pun intended, right? Link, but like any, <laughs> you know, I mean, like any any different URL because they don't know what the hell's going on, right? They haven't created this clear path. And Drew, I couldn't agree more with you. I think I think that's you know this this um, uh, obviously I didn't know about Link.co wasn't on there, you know, wasn't looking for that those services, but they probably had a massive issue and probably wasn't one like, hey, this is an upgrade, uh, you know, I. I I started to say that it's not vanity, like it's status, not vanity, right? There's a difference between status and vanity, but this was clearly, you know, wasn't, this was like, I need this. We need this in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is interesting to me though. There's a whole, I don't want to go too far into the weeds because we'd be on here for hours, but I, I do have some insights on this, you know, I'm not sure what I can and can't say, but like, I think, um, you know, first off, they were aware of and had the opportunity to buy link.com at the time that they paid the hundred and whatever thousand to buy the .co. And um, uh, at that time, it was for sale for, I don't remember the exact price, but it was around 400,000 was the asking price. Might've been five. I, I believe I was it was indicated to me that I could buy it for 400,000, if I remember correctly. And so, uh, and that was exactly at the same time that they ended up buying the .co. Now, I bring that up as an interesting topic because, Chris, I think we see this all the time. It's like, well, you can get the .com and it's 400, 500 grand, or you can get this .xyz or this .co or this .io or this .ai, and it's going to be 100 grand or 200 grand. And the average person who's uneducated on the topic, um, you know, not their own fault because how should one become educated on domain names unless you watch Domain Sherpa? Uh, then uh, they say, oh, well, we can get the .co and it's half the price. And they they make that evaluation as if it's apples to apples. They're not factoring in the risk. There is a risk premium to every single domain that is not .com and is not an exact brand match .com. And so um, I'm not saying you can't buy the XYZ or the .co or .io. Have at it. I've seen great companies build themselves up. It's just they get to a certain point when they do that math and they understand that risk premium, not owning the .com. And when you properly apply that risk premium to the price you're paying for the non-.com or the non-exact brand match.com, that math very quickly stops making sense. And the only hurdle between arriving at that math and the place you started from that caused you to pay 150 or 170 or whatever it was to buy the .co instead of paying double to buy the .com, the only hurdle was education, right? It was just I didn't know that the .co was actually probably worth 2% because of the risk premium and the next 10 years of risk premium cost, you know, sunk cost in customer acquisition, et cetera. All that stuff added up worth 2% of .com, right? And so... Bad math, bad math. They know that's now, us. You know, we got we got some more believers. Well, that's the thing. Everybody, everybody that makes that mistake ultimately yeah, learns it. the math. Okay, right. well, because they, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And so I can sit here and I can tell somebody how the math works, 
but they're going to assume I'm lying, as they should. And it, simply because that's the nature of sales, right? And, and the relationship between somebody who's trying to be sold or, or is being sold and somebody who's trying to sell, right? And so um, healthy skepticism is the name of the game. And so, um, but then they make the mistake and then they learn that lesson and they learn it the hard way. And the thing that's frustrating to me and that I don't understand is why don't more people learn from the people that already made the mistakes? And these are high profile companies. It's Stripe with the link.co. It's overstock with O.co. It's, uh, you know, it, it, the list goes on and on. But anyways. Well, I, I think there's just, you know, they see, was it locket.xyz? They see, you know, some of those and say, wow, what are they doing? Right. I mean, but there's a different business strategy behind those. I know what they're doing, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so, okay. If, but Andrew, you know, wait, if, wait, that's, wait. if that's the case, if they were able to buy the link.com, at the time when they bought link.co. I don't really understand their logic because Stripe operates on stripe.com. It's not like they maybe have a lack of funding in, in the, no. what's available. No, so, it, it, it's the person who was the point person on that decision. Okay. And they just, they looked at it as if it was, it was simply, it really is that easy. Okay, this is like literally the most common problem in the domain sales is if people evaluate their next best option right the, what is the, the the fundamental principle of negotiation you it's unless you have something that's truly a one of one okay and is not a nice to have but a must have then you're only as valuable as your next best option or marginally uh marginally uh, uh more valuable than the next best option okay and the problem is is that the next best option if you're saying that .co or .net or .ai or .io or .xyz or whatever the other extensions are, um, if you're saying, and I'm not against all of these things, right? Like, I have at it. I just want people to understand the math that goes into well, establishing strategy, yeah. value, strategy. right? It's just strategy and math, right? Maybe your method of customer acquisition has different math, and you don't. It doesn't matter what doc, domain you're on because people are coming in through some other channel fine right then why spend the money right? how about it but that's not the case for most people and they look at it in a very simplistic way of this costs x this costs y this is more than this i'm going to go with the cheaper option and they don't understand that it's not that simple right sure that 100 percent. and i think what's a couple of things that are very interesting about link right now you're talking about it like you know, to James's point, you know, this is an enormous brand with, you know, and it's not like they didn't have the funds. The fact that they were shifting to, you know, utilizing this additional brand, you know, the sort of the sister brand for this kind of related service is interesting too, that they said, hey, we're going to launch this thing sort of outside instead of calling it like, you know, Stripe Quick or something like something Stripe something you know, based on what it is, you know, because the idea is, is, is almost like they're like, okay, we want to get, this is our cash app type equivalent or some way to make it so that companies can set up a quick payment portal that doesn't involve needing, you know, maybe they felt too many people think of Stripe as the, 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 the thing that you connect, you know, the actual terminal that you use that you either connect to your phone or you've got in front of you on the, you know, when you're checking out. Um, but they were using Link as the brand from the beginning and not using it like Link.com, Link.co. They weren't saying, hey, this is our new brand, Link.co. This is our new brand, Link. And to have the .co versus the .com when you're trying to create your brand as the actual generic term is just a disaster. <laughs> you know? So, so, so do you think 
Do you think it was like a proof of concept thing? You know, they they spent an X amount Maybe. of budget first. Very, and then very well could thought, be. Okay. Cool. Very well could be. Yeah, very no, well. I don't be. think so. So what I, I I think I know what link.com sold for. I don't know for absolute fact, but you know, we were involved in a deal just immediately prior to it selling where it was going to be uh, a part of a larger transaction. What what would you guess, James? I, I don't, we, you know, we don't have any NDA, but I, it's not my business to disclose it. It's not my, you know, not my deal. So I'm not going to disclose it, but I am curious what, what you might think. Yeah, so I've got no insight at all into this. So I'm just cheating for this. Uh, I'd probably say if it was Stripe, um, I'm going for... 1.9 million and i feel like that's that's a justifiable um price for easily an end user to pay this is a, by the way link.com is a 1989 domain name it's one of the first thousand domains ever registered wow. well one of the first thousand dot com domains ever registered right huh. so that domain is as old as me <laughs> <laughs> yo that's crazy um, yeah, that's wild. That is. You wild. know what's also neat? I just you know now I'm spending some time on the link site, and it looks like they've already got some interesting. You know, they've already got some partnerships. Like you can use Link to buy NFTs on Magic Eden. You can buy Keeps, which is like the hair restoration folks or whatever the hair loss, which I'm long past being able to to try to <laughs> use. And uh, yeah, you know, and it is, it says millions of companies use Stripe to process payments and manage their business online. Stripe created Link to provide a faster, easier way to check out and manage saved and financial accounts. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. So they felt like, okay, hey, you know, there's a product, you know, there's a gap here in our product offering. We need to create something. Uh, they felt that there was a need to create a whole new brand around that. Um, and to their credit, they recognized that, you know, going with an, you know, some sort of a brand that was going to be something that was you know, dominant, right? Like a one word short link as a, as a term, as a word, and obviously as a dot-com domain is can't do much better, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's interesting that they were willing to say, all right, we're going to do this this sister brand and make it as, as amazing as it is, but then you know, obviously, it took them a second to ramp up, and they probably did pay four x what they could have otherwise paid for the domain by waiting. And probably you know, it'll still be they paid a lot more than four x. It, it'll, it'll still be, <laughs> it'll still be priceless. They paid a lot more. Yeah, and in, in the end, it's still priceless, right? I mean, and I, I think there's there's two things, right? So for me, one is a seven dimensions, right? It goes back to that video. If you haven't checked my YouTube out, check it out. But you know, a lot of times we think of you know, like two of those are one is scaling. And this thought that companies need to scale, right? There's a point where like your messaging and the, the products that you have goes so far in order to, to create a clean and clear message to go after a specific, let's say, niche in the industry, you create a new brand, right? Uh, so every company needs to scale. And part of that scaling is, you know, a new domain. It's a new brand, right? Uh, but I really think that the security thing is, is, an, is another like topic that I'm getting on now in some of my emails. And that is that you're training your customers to accept spam because you've created confusion, right? So it's not just email security, like you're missing emails because listen, you do some of that email, it's against law, you know, but it's no, you're actually like your strategy is a risk. And especially with these, I mean, I see it with online security companies. I'm like, listen, like you're a security company. You're like, you have a massive gap. Uh, um, I forget what the company was I, was I was talking to, but the massive gap, that's the first point. Second point is that, listen, domains are assets. Pure and simple, right? I mean, he bought this. 
he sold it. He bought, you know, if if it's right, James Ready had block, he sold block, he sold a couple other ones. Like I've seen that recently where like we someone bought the domain name in the seven figures, and like another company came along, wanted to pay him eight figures, and they're like, no, nah, we're never selling this. <laughs> yeah. I I mean ultimately that that's the part I think that a lot of the domain investors, you know, miss is everybody's just so excited to get a sale that they don't understand the circumstances around each sale and they leave a lot of money on the table. You know, it's, it's uh, they leave a lot of money on the table by passing on offers they should have taken and by not yeah. thinking bigger on deals uh, they could have done. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high value domain sales and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Well, it's timing too, right, Drew? I mean, like, I, it's all time. When we hit 2023 trends, JT, like, I think that's one of the biggest trends. Yeah. Is this timing? And, like, you, I mean, last year, asset prices, we talked about this extensively, like, no one understood asset prices, right? You go in, the truck mm-hmm. is like, they want $8,000 more. People are paying that, right? Now they're yeah. like, you know, now they're pissed because, and they're turning the cars back in, like, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> um, you know, and I think a lot of people passed, well, I'll save it for the trend section. Well, you know, I think let's dive, let's, let's go right in. Let's segue into talking about trends. I think this is a good, this is a really good segue for that because I think, you know, you're kind of touching on a couple of different pieces. Um, and, you know, we saw the economy shift um, from, you know, this exuberance and in some, certain cases, irrational exuberance, you know, the bubble, and it kind of popped, if you will. Right. And then the impact that that has had. You know, I think that a lot of folks will still trumpet the value of, as they should, the value of like really strong assets, strong digital assets, strong domain names. But, you know, there's people that absolutely missed a once in a lifetime opportunity because they got greedy. Um, and, you know, it's like they say, you know, uh, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Right. And it's uh, or is it the other way around? You know what I mean? But either way, it's, yeah, pigs. no, it's pigs. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. And uh uh, the uh, but and then that's what we so let's talk about that. So Chris, I mean, what do you? Hey you James, know? you missed Portuguese.com in your in your article, by the way. They also own Portuguese.com. Who's that? World class. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They own a bunch of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, my 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 point was that, and I, I mean, part of it's great JT. Part of it is people just. I mean, it was just whacked, right? I mean, people were selling. You know, like the home next to us sold one of itself for two times as much in like 16 months, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, things were going crazy. Homes were selling, you know, for a lot of money. You know, people were buying, you know, JPEGs of. <laughs> oh, right. Look, I mean, yeah, look at the NFT wave. I mean, there was like this crazy, uh, uh, you know, like it. So it just comes out to asset pricing. Asset pricing was, was, but yeah, I kept telling people, listen, you're passing on your perfect buyer. You have to understand trends, right? I mean, look at the meta trend. It can, every trend kind of starts the same way, right? There's this rush into it. Everyone's trying to preposition. They buy all these ancillary domain names. That is the best time to sell your domain name. Then it, then it, you know, then it comes. It, it settles down. Share positions take place. Then from there, it's brands, okay? And they come back and like, you know, you look at like 
um, you know, the, how the different brands, um, you know, take you look at the sleep, you know, for instance, right? You have purple, right? So it went from like Casper and these things that were related in beds, then it, it, it went beyond that. And then it, it can come back later. But if you pass, you pass. And I think, you know, my, my prediction is that we have a small window in the next couple of months. I think it's aligned with Drew. I don't, I'm not as optimistic in the back half as Drew is, but if you like, this is the time to sell. You have like one gasping breath to make a deal happen. And if you miss it, you know, the time to prepare is when you can buy the stuff, not when you need it. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So you're, you're thinking is, so, so where would you say we're at right now, right? Have we recovered a bit? currently as far as you know from you know i think we you know prevailing thought seems to be that we've recovered a bit from the lows you know and that um you know we're we're in a i guess a better spot than we were would you agree yeah. with that and how long do you think it lasts a year ago we saw buyers pass on the on just their top offer right and now we're seeing you mean sellers more, sellers I'm sorry yeah sellers yeah now we're seeing a lot more sellers come to us saying hey i'm ready to make a deal right so that's just the data that we have i mean mm-hmm. on the ground understanding that like, you know, there's, there's, they want deals, right? So they see it in real estate. Um, and that's kind of translating, right? My, my we have friends that have had real estate on the market for eight months now, right? I mean, that was unheard of a year ago, right? So now you're getting all these outside factors that are coming in, like, you know, and that's hope it's grounding the owners. Those, those outside factors are otherwise known as reality. <laughs> reality. <laughs> Hey, yeah. it's a you know cash in that reality check. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, that's look. it. That's my that's my biggest message. Like you, ha- I think you have like, you know, you have a window. In this you miss. Well, this people, listen, pe- people also just just it seems to be human nature and psychology. Like they anchor into you know. All right. Well, two years ago, somebody offered me a million dollars, and it's like, well. Sounds like you should have taken that deal two years ago. You know, like, <laughs> that, like you know, it, it, it all comes down to liquidity. It really is all that simple. You know, when there's money flowing and it's trickling out into all the sectors, it's trickling out into the private equity funds, it's trickling out into the venture capital funds, it's trickling out to investors who are then bidding up stock prices. Companies are using those stock prices to, you know, basically make it rain on shareholders. And so like everybody's, you know, the money's flowing. Everybody's making money. You just had to close your eyes, throw a dart. You made money. Like, mm-hmm. And if you didn't, well, you know, that, that you weren't paying attention. And you had a moment to then make that money, right? And then it was, there was a moment when it was very clear when, that, when, they, when they shut off the tap, it was like, you know, there was ample warning given. If you had your ears open, it was like time to take the, chickens home, you know, like slaughter them and put them in the fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying and, to figure uh, out where you were going with the metaphor, you know, but, uh, the, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I, it's just, you got it. You got, you know, it was time to time to take something off the table. Right. And that time is over and that we're in the opposite regime. Now high interest rates, cost of borrowing money's high. That's going to perpetuate. Like I know all these people are like, well, the fed's going to pivot. What a fed pivot looks like is we're going to stop raising rates. And that won't be today. I can tell you that. And it's, we're going to stop raising rates, but we're not going to lower them. There's still going to be, there's going to be a second wave of inflation. This is not, this isn't going to be like a, so, you know, look, I think that Chris, I'm more or less in line with Chris. I think that, you know, 
this is a bear market rally. Okay, this is exactly Chris or whoever said, you know, you got one chance, you got you, you got your head up above the wave, you got one chance to take a breath before that next wave puts you back under. You better take that breath and hold it, you know? And that's where we're at. And then I, I don't think it's gonna be sustained. I think it's gonna be very a very bad crisis driven by you know the next unleveraging somewhere in the markets private i think it's private equity but it could be something else and that's going to drive the next leg down and we're going to see a pretty ugly situation and then you know it, it, look domain names are incredibly valuable assets they are underpriced okay but we're not going to fully appreciate that price tomorrow. I think that the only way today where investors are fully appreciating the price or let's say the value of their names is by doing long-term deals through lease to own or through, uh, you know, getting a piece of the business, getting a piece of the equity in that business, letting that business fully appreciate the value of the domain name. You get to come along for the ride and fully appreciate the value of the domain name. Um, but you're in an environment where, you know, doesn't matter what you think about your assets worth, right? You, you gotta, if you need capital, then you're a price taker, right? So price taker, meaning the market's gonna give you a price and you have to take that price if you are in a position where you need to make sales or want to make sales. Um, and until that tap comes back on, until you, until you hear Jay Powell go, all right, you know, <laughs> And I don't think we're saying there's not big sales happening because we know. Oh, absolutely. Massive sales. hundred um, percent. It's just. But it's those, are the, those are the, you know, if you look at your framework, Chris, what bucket are those sales falling into? High rev. I mean, it's high rev entrepreneurs. It's, 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 it's people that yeah. need the domain and yeah. they've got businesses to sustain that purchase. What, where it's not happening anymore is the company that just raised $10 million. Yeah. They, they have a, a business that burns cash. They're not sure over the next five years when they're going to get to profitability. And, you know, but we know that in 12 months, we'll be able to raise another round. So let's buy that million dollar domain. That is done. That's over, right? So I think it's exactly what, yeah. at least what I've been saying for the last 12, 18 months, which is what what's going to happen is you're going to see less sales, yeah, the sales that happen might even be bigger than before because the sales that happen are going to be going to companies that are battle tested, profitable, or a clear path to profitability, and they are the best in breed. And so the VCs are doubling down on them and telling all the other smaller competitors to go pound sand. Right? It's going to be so you're going to have best in breed is going to win. Everybody else is going to die. You know. Let me, let next... me make let me make two points here. Okay, one point is like. If you're a company, like there's a reason why we do 50% of our business in stealth acquisitions, okay? Because if you go to that to that investor and you're like, hey, we just want to have a conversation, they're like, thank you for telling me who you are, because the price just went up 10x, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, sometimes I said in my video that I just did on YouTube, I was like, the reality is that, you know, when you price it in another galaxy, a deal doesn't get done, right? So you may think, oh, it's this great company, right? But um, there's a reason why you don't do that. So, I mean, if you're, if you're an end user, if there's any end users, listen to this, listen, reach out to us, let us help you with that because we, there's a way to go about this, to get a deal across finish line. And, yeah. um, and the second point is that <clears throat> there are several 
players that have had big sales. And so listen, they're okay with waiting for that next big sale. They're okay passing on some of the smaller offers, right? Because them it's, it's, it's like an educated gamble. And other people with portfolios that are smaller, you know, you gamble. I mean, you might only have one or two domains that actually get a real good offer in. And I, I always say like, can you recognize, like, what can, could you recognize the top offer you, you received? Could you recognize it, right? In your lifetime, you will get one offer, hopefully, and it'll be the top yep. offer, right? Can you recognize that? I, I mean, it's a different reach domain name, but. But sometimes that offer will come in like the next week you know, after you've bought it, or it might come in 10 years after you've bought it. But it's really difficult to tell what the best offer is. And, you know, if it comes in two weeks after you bought it, you're probably going to wait for that next offer and then regret it in five years time. And mm -hmm. that's, I guess that's the, that's the, the art of it is just the timing, making, being a hundred percent confident with your valuation and being happy to move it on at that price. And that's where that's I'll been, say, that's been my point all along is like, that's why it's so important that we have an objective agreed upon valuation framework that everybody can lean on and say, all right, I know my domain is worth this from an objective standpoint. Now, I 100% concede that domain names almost never sell for their objective value. Sometimes they sell for more, sometimes they sell for less. They very rarely ever sell for the objective value. But that objective value is an anchor. It's okay, so it's a crutch you can lean on and say, I know my domain is worth this because there is data that supports it. That data is based upon the cost of customer acquisition. Okay. Now, subjectively, it might sell for more if you have a highly motivated buyer and you're a good negotiator and you don't have weak hands. But in most cases, it's going to sell for less than that objective value because it's time. Right. Um, but I think it's important that people know that objective value. Because that allows you to say, well, this is only 5% of the objective value, easy pass. But if it's 80% of the objective value, well, now you better get very serious in the way you negotiate or just take that offer, right? Um, and you better be prepared to lose that deal. But knowing that that may be, like Chris said, the best offer you ever get for that domain, because it's that 80% of your objective value. If it's 120%, you better think real hard and fast about whether or not you're going to take that deal because it probably is. Statistically speaking, that's probably the best offer you'll ever have. Well, yeah, that's the beauty of the. Oh, go. No, I was just going to say because it is really interesting. You know, we have a lot of folks who reach out wanting us to help them broker their domains. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, more often than not, I mean, we're very selective with the, the clients that we take on. And, um, you know, because you have plenty of domain owners that clearly don't have a real grasp of, you know, the objective value of their domain. They base it off of like, you know, just things that they, it's almost like their heuristics around, you know, that they're trying to just get to the end result that they want to get to just because that number kind of makes sense to them, not based off of what the actual facts or statistics or the data shows, but just because that's what they feel they should get. So then it becomes sort of this roundabout way of justifying the value that they think they should get, you know? And, um, yeah. And it's interesting because it is, it's like if, if without a real grasp of what it is, is going to drive the value of a domain, um, you know, you're just kind of flying blind hoping. And, and it's hard to, to know that when the, an offer comes in, like, okay, I really should take this because this is in line with what this name but, is really worth. But James, I, I think you should do a poll here. Okay. Since you're, you know, I think you should do a poll <laughs> and say how many of you have sold domain name and had someone come back and offer more, because I don't think it's that much. 
You know, I think I think it hurts. It stings. The people. Well, I sold NFT.com. Let's get inside NFT. Two point one, and then like literally two weeks later or three weeks later, it was offered twenty million. Yeah, but that's selling. That, into- that you can blame on JT, actually. But okay, but 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 you're you're rare. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on here, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna have to. We're having this out right now. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But it wasn't just on me. I mean, look, at the time, that was an offer that was really great, and we were excited to get it. There were a lot of virtual high fives. You know what I'm saying? Like reaching out across the Zoom, high five. But um. You know, but there were also other things involved too. You know, there were other partners and things that you know that were that played a role in that process. You know what I mean? And um, which you know we weren't. I, I've, I've seen it many times. I mean, we had we had a. Huh? Uh, I, I said I've seen that many times. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've seen like I just had this happen again. Like we have two letter domain names, we have clients acquire, and people came back and they offered like, you know, in the eight figures. I mean, like well beyond, and they'll never sell. So I we see it. But I don't. I, I think that it's that definitely that, the that, exception. It's definitely yeah, the exception, yeah. not the rule. Yeah. But do but do a, do a, do a survey, uh, James, and just see. Like I, I think that FOMO gets people because I literally hear that statement, Chris. I couldn't live with myself if I saw this domain name sell, and I'm like, can you live with it's yourself? The wrong mindset. And never sells. That, that, <laughs> well, and that's the, the thing mindset. I think that people oh, absolutely like, word for word. Because going back to the whole thing with well, the what NFT, is that? Think about what is that. That is envy, right? Envy is going to steer you wrong every single time. It's envy. Why can't you live with yourself when you see itself? Well, because you're envious of the person that actually got that sale. Well, you I, can't I live that way. You got to make decisions, move on. Well, I think there's something too that. about missed opportunities. If you feel like this was my one shot, my one opportunity, you know, to seize everything you ever wanted, would you capture it or let it yeah. slip? Right. Out? Shout out to Eminem. Weak minded, yourself. man. Weak minded. That's what I say. Well, Weak-minded. and I think part of it is also just being able to accept a good result and just being able to live with it, regardless of the other external factors, right? Because this goes back to the NFT.com thing, which, to be perfectly honest, like as much as we joke about it, and it's like, you know, I don't really, I mean, you know, it impacted me as well. I don't feel that bad about it because, again, I know that at the time when we made the decision to do what we did, again, there were a few other variables and things at play, but really we felt like, hey, this is a fantastic offer. The, you know, the multiple that we're making off of the sale is is great. It's, it's a, you know, it's real money. It's a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, again, it was a lot of high fives. Obviously, after the fact, it's like, oh, my God, we could have. But, you know. But I think that I feel less, you know, any kind of way about it because at the end of the day, I know that the decision at the time that we made it, we know it was a smart one. It was it was reasoned and it was, you know, it wasn't done in any kind of way. Like it wasn't a rash decision where we realized we had made the mistake. It's that, you know, it was one that we took a lot, you know, a, a lot of time to make sure that we felt good about the decision we were making. And, you know, and you can't predict the future, you know. And I think the other thing, too, is it's also hard when you're talking about trying to judge like to the, you know. If you're trying to time the market to sell the top or buy the bottom, then, you know, good luck. Because at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to do that. You're going to have to accept every time I sell stock, every time I sell an NFT, I'm always like, you know, there's about 30 seconds after where I'm like, ooh, you know, was that the right? Because immediately it'll go up right after I sell. And then I'm like, oh, that was the worst decision I ever made. You know, but is it though? Like you made your choice. You know, you're doing whatever you're doing based on the data that you're doing. If If your system is flawed or if you don't know what you're doing and you're doing things just based off a of feel, then sure, you're going to make a lot of bad choices. You know what I mean? But, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, that that goes more to who you are in but, your process, you know? So with NFT.com, you were, you were looking at that objectively. You know, you 100%. had your data. You had all of the information possible at that time. There was no way to know whether NFTs were going to 
go up or whether they were just going to crash and but, you sold it at a time where you were confident of the valuation and that's that's all you can ask for and the what ifs are a complete well but don't, don't also discount like that's an event that happened okay so it's like you know the butterfly effect right you sold it that event goes into the new buyer's mind Okay, and it elevates it. Would that have would that butterfly effect happen had you not have sold it? That's would, like we all know. You know what? That is an these- amazing point. That is that that is such a powerful point, Chris. Because I, I've thought about that a lot in the past, and and it's funny. I don't. I've never articulated, but that that's exactly right. And I would argue that in more often than not, in more than fifty percent of cases, it would not have happened. Yeah. And we see that because yeah. you can tell the difference. You get somebody that comes in and, they, you know, this is what I'm willing to pay. But as soon as there's a competitive offer, they're willing to pay more. And But I'm telling you, don't ever bullshit. Don't ever bluff. Don't ever pretend you got an offer because I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but it's pheromones. It comes through the digital email, <laughs> the Zoom, but the pheromones come through and they know you're lying. And I promise you they do every single time. Yeah. I don't even know why I can't. I, I, this is something I've looked at, but you don't ever bluff. Just don't bluff. I can tell you that if you ever got an email from me telling you that somebody else made an offer and it's time to step up, you better think twice about not stepping up because I mean, right? Oh. I don't bluff. I don't bluff. Period. Full stop. End of story. I don't bluff. And it's because I've seen how many times you get burned by bluffing. So no, you no. can't bluff. And if you're not bluffing, and if you have a bona fide, legitimate, higher offer, it causes people to the psychology changes. Sure. But if 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 I didn't have that, that person wouldn't have paid. If we had just set the price higher, that they wouldn't have paid. You're you're 100 right, Chris. Well, I mean, it comes down to I mean, we know the value of these domain names are 10x what people buy them for, right? Even let's yep. it's a seven figures, like, no, this, this is 10 X that, right? Yes. And so the value is always there, but it's like, how do you, and this is something I, I think about, you know, all the time, right? It's why I created seven dimensions is why, you know, we've got the frames that we have and just this continual, like, how do you show this value and communicate it? But yeah, I, I think a lot of those wouldn't have happened because we, we've talked to them we, when we say, Hey, they bought it for this. It's going to take this to take it. Okay. Boom. Right. And they could have mm-hmm. bought it like the link.com deal. They could have bought it earlier. Why didn't they do that? Right now they're like, Oh, okay. Now we under, yeah. Now we realize the value here. Okay, great. But before they didn't step up. Yeah. And then, uh, and unfortunately, you know, then for them, it costs them to the extent that it's unfortunate, you know, but it costs them a lot more money to get it after the fact. And, uh, you know, it's like lesson learned. It's an expensive lesson to learn. And, uh, you know, as long as it's not a fatal lesson, then it's okay. Great. But you know, yep. it's an expensive lesson, well, the, nonetheless. But it, but it, but it's not. I mean, in the end, the main like I think Drew and I, there's a new kind of. Oh, it's still worth what they paid for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying they could have saved money. You know what I mean? If the the thing yeah. is, they were being penny wise, pound foolish initially. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, they would yeah. actually save money in the long run. But instead, then they ended up having to spend more in line with the market value of the domain. And it is what it is, you know. So and it's all good, you know. I think the. Um, you know, the point you made too, I, and we'd see it in Namejet all the time. Like, you know, I mean, that's why the auctions do what they do sometimes. Like, you know, you have domains that would be, that we would list with a reserve price and nobody would come close to touching the reserve. You take the reserve away completely and then, you, then yep. you'd sell it for 2X the original reserve, you know? And it's yep. just, um, you know, there's a psychology there. You create some competition. You recognize, like I say, every domain is a snowflake. These are unique digital assets. And once they're gone, they're gone. And it's I- just, you know... 
I, I guess actually thinking about it, it's not that hard to understand, right? Like it's it's ultimately it's social proof. And you know, when you have something like domain names that very few people understand how to value, then you're looking more, you're leaning even further on the social proof aspect of what is somebody else willing to pay, right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why auctions in general uh, are a great sales channel. I I argue not in domains. Auctions are a place to buy domains, not sell them. But um, uh, you know, unless you're looking for liquidity, but but you know, it's not the place to get your optimum value. Um, but domains are something very few people understand, and so in an auction, they look to other participants with bona fide offers uh, to help them set the value, set the price. Um, yeah. Well, so I think, yeah, that social proof is ultimately what, what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, no, I think that is because I mean, so much of the you know conversations we have with potential clients on both the acquisition side and this, you know, and the sales side, um, which is also interesting too, based on just some of the chatter, like I don't, people don't realize how much acquisition business we actually do. And for what it's worth, I mean, you talk about the stealth acquisition piece and how we, you know, go out and help, you know, big companies acquire domains. We've also got plenty of small clients as well, looking for domains, um, on the acquisition side, you know, not everybody's a whale, right. That we represent. Um, and, uh, you know, but I think it's, uh, so much is always, you know, the expectations of what is, what is this domain going to cost me? What am I going to be able to get if I want to sell this domain, if I'm trying to sell the domain, you know, the appropriate price and also explaining the, you know, sort of the, the scale of like, well, you know, based on, you know, and how quickly is the process going to, you know, how quickly can we sell it? And it's like, well, some of that will be dependent on price. If you want to get what we believe to be the top value that this domain could, could could garner in the market, it's going to take you a bit longer to get to that price. If you're willing to sell it for less than what we think the name is actually, you know, should be valued at on the market, then you know, then you can sell it more quickly. And uh, but you know, it's still also with these assets being as expensive as they are, you know, it's not you know, there's no guaranteed time frame unless you're trying to sell it at you know at, at you know, well, your, I mean, your person. domain has a value. There's a value range with it. And when you get beyond that, then there's just options, right? So, I mean, and I talked to a lot of people who have like marketing campaign do domains. You're like, listen, it's a, like this company, there's a, there's a number here. They may love yeah. it, but they can pivot so mm -hmm. easily with a different word, the plural. Like there's, so that's why there's, there's a value to that. Unless they love it, unless they have a marketing campaign like happened to Drew, I think, you know, where they <laughs> printed and they're like, oh, we need this. Uh, <laughs> then you have leverage, right? But outside of that, there's a number that it hits, then they just say, okay, great. Let me look at some other options. Yeah. No. So, all right. So then I think that we've kind of covered as far as on the trend piece, you know, so what we've been seeing, you know, we've seen a little bit of a recovery, kind of this bear market rally. We expect that to be followed up by, you know, uh, you know, some, some, some pain followed by recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, where good names are going to continue to transact, uh, to companies that, you know, bona fide companies that are proven, um, and, uh, you know, or funded to the extent that they, they can afford it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I guess the rest, we'll just kind of see what's what it's, it's interesting. Cause we also, you know, across the spectrum of digital assets, even some of the NFT stuff, like, um, you know, there was I'll call it a big old bubble. Right. Um, but you know, the projects that are, um, you know, the Yuga Lab stuff continues to do well because, you know, and there's board apes continue to hold real value because, you know, that company is funded pretty heavily, right? $400 million and continuing to do interesting, cool things with, you know, pretty strong customer base, if you will, with, you know, and, uh, you know, so it's like the cream continues to rise to the top. And I think we're going to continue to see that as we go. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's ultimately what, what we were saying is, you know, when you have when you have market confusion in any market, there's a race to quality. That's what happens. Right? Yeah. The capital will flee to, to quality. Right. So yeah. the venture capital will go to the best names. The best names will get more capital than they would have otherwise. They'll have less competition and they'll be able to utilize that capital to buy better domain names. Yeah. And so, you know, it, the cream will rise. That's just how it goes. Yeah. And, uh, which I think we'll probably, we'll probably use that in the title of this episode. And, uh, the, um, you know, cause the other thing I think too, it's like, look, if your money just sitting by itself is going to earn you four or 5%, then, you know, it's gotta be the stuff that's a better bet to get you to want to deploy your capital elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's gonna, yeah. you know, and that's how it's going to ultimately expand. So when I heard right. you zero, it's that, you know, they're telling you go take risk, go risk. Yeah. Go risk, risk heavy. <laughs> you know what I'm There's saying? No, no, no cost for risk. Yes. No cause for risk. Yeah, and in this and now there is. Um, so all right, well, look, I think we covered a lot of ground. I mean, you guys want to talk about any? We we have another domain sale or two on the list. You know, you guys want to? Uh, I think that's a good. I mean, that's a good stopping point. But all right, well, hey, then we're gonna, a lot. You know, yeah. all right, we're gonna keep it short. I like it. I like what we did. Um, and uh, you know, to James's point earlier, look, we're not hard to find. So if you guys have any follow up questions, comments, thoughts, any of that kind of stuff, let us know. Uh, any particular domain transaction you want us to talk about, let us know, you know, and even for upcoming uh, domain Sherpa reviews and some of those shows too, um, you know, we're starting to, uh, you know, we can expand out and, you know, we've reviewed a couple of folks names here and there. And so if you have some names you want us to look at and talk about valuing and things like that, we're open to that as well. So not hard to find. And, uh, but yo, know, I appreciate you guys. This was a good one today. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'll say, uh, two things. Um, the wrong title make sure you download my book okay download the book go <laughs> get it downloaded it okay it's limited time uh <laughs> i mean put the link in down below but it's uh, domain name broker secrets.com it'll it'll flip you over we'll have it on mediaoptions.com soon enough yep and then uh i just did a uh i just put out a new video that um on like domain value understanding it check it out i think it's it's like the accumulation of probably shouldn't have put it out but uh years <laughs> and years <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, that's not a great video. Great video. If you want to understand why a domain is worth what it is, or even more, more why a particular buyer is interested to buy your domain name and the way they're thinking about what it's worth, that's the video to watch. Yeah, yeah. We'll put the link on the uh, on the post. So you know, if you're if you're just listening to this on one of the podcast channels, if you're on Apple or Spotify or something, you can go to domainsherpa.com. You can go to this particular episode's post. And uh, we'll have some links there so you can check that out. But definitely grab Chris's book. Um, you know, I'm always so torn, man, with how much you put out there in the universe. I mean, we do a lot of that with Sherpa in general, you know, but you especially, Chris. I mean, you give up some secret sauce sometimes, man, where I'm like, ooh, it's like, that's, you know, are we over disclosing? But it's. Well, you uh, know what? Some people <laughs> can't see it, right? I mean, they, it's right in front of you, but you can't see it. But. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a way to explain the value. And that, that's my journey. I'm yeah. just trying to figure yeah. out yeah. what is that formula to explain value. The more people understand how to value domain names, the bigger the pie gets for all of us. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. And, um, and that's why, you know, that's our thing. Fact, you know, James, if you want to take one message back to GoDaddy from, you know, the domain community, uh, if I may be so bold as to speak for the domain Speak community. for, speak on it. <laughs> as if, but yeah. Probably the last person to speak for the big group. But anyways, uh, uh, it's, you know, 
Domain, I understand why GoDaddy does their domain valuations the way they do. I understand because it probably triggers a lot of people to go, yeah, let me go sell my domain in your auction for pennies on the dollar. But it does a lot of harm to uneducated end users who are serious about domain purchases and go and look at GoDaddy and they go, oh, GoDaddy says this domain is only worth $25,000. And we're like, well, GoDaddy doesn't have a clue what they're talking about. Some bot that is trained on data that has a max ceiling value of $25,000. And this domain is worth millions of dollars, right? And uh, so anyways, that's, I think they're doing a, a, a tremendous disservice. Uh, and I think most automated appraisals do a disservice, but I understand the need for them. So, so I'm, I'm empathetic to that, but uh, the best thing that GoDaddy can do for the entire domain industry is coming up with a truly meaningful data-driven approach to assessing the objective value of a domain name based on metrics that are driven by customer acquisition cost for a company that would be operating from that domain. And there are very basic assumptions that go into that that I think most people, particularly in the SEO community, would all agree on and uh, is actually the fundamental reason that domain is worth what it is. Mm. All right, James. There you go. That is your uh, as the community manager, as the liaison. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you the go, spot, baby. On the spot, You're like handing them. Take this back to your boss. Take this to take me to your leader. No, I mean, I don't think that's controversial. It's like, no, look, no. I, I mean, th- look, I think if we're talking about hey, domain, if we're talking about domain valuation sure. tools, you know, it's challenging. Well, because- we're ta- no, step back. It's like if we're talking about you know how to improve the domain community. We're oh, talking yeah. about how to yeah. grow the domain name pot. I don't think what you just said is how inflammatory. How to increase domain transaction volume. How to increase domain transaction size, meaning the yeah. price. Right? Oh, I, All of that comes down to one very basic principle, and that is that there is an f- even playing field on understanding domain value. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, a single F- hurdle to probably 5 or 10xing the domain name industry, in my opinion. 510x the entire industry simply by creating an even playing field where people can understand an objective valuation for this domain name. Well, not, not only that, I would say it's also, it's, it's also, I can't think of the word, but you're helping out the end user company, right? How many companies should have acquired that domain name, but because they don't understand, let someone else acquire it and yep. we're, we're, we're immediately impacted. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, um, ah, what, what's the one, dang it, they, it's like, I can't think of it now, but there's one that like, it's something software. It was like literally direct. I talk about it all the time. I don't know why I can't I'm blanking on it. Workforce, workforce software and workforce. It's like, yeah, man, wow. Right. So, I mean, you're actually help, like, it, this is a good thing for companies, not only the, the main version, I would say like, it's a service that needs to be done because you like, it's fundamental to SEO conversion. Probably I think Drew said. Yeah. No. And, and and again, I wasn't saying that what you told James is wrong or inappropriate. I think at the end of the day, this is exactly like this is the channel, right? To let him know. And because it's not a secret. I mean, I think you can look at all like, you know, Estebot has its challenges as well. I think anything that's going to be algorithmically driven is going to be challenging, but they can all be improved. And there are, you know, I think part of this also is a matter of honing in on everybody on the same page as to what it is that drives the valuation, you know? And, uh, you know, we've got the Rosner equation out there, which is also, you know, Drew developed it. And, uh, 
It sounds so like, you know, it sounds kind of funny to say it like that. I, I didn't uh, name it, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, Siger named that, not me. I didn't well, name it. I was going to say it. Siger utilizes it. And Siger uses it in the, uh, you know, in the, D, in the DN Academy stuff. And, um, you know, because it is for everything. Well, because it really does create, it is an objective and, you know, it's a pretty reasonable, clear way to, you know, approach domain name valuation. And the idea of having some consistency across that, and we've, we have this conversation all the time. And, uh, you know, even when we talk to, you know, VC type folks and hedge fund folks about, you know, developing domain funds and things, you know, it's like the valuation it's the, you know, when we talk about Rally Road and these other things and taking domain names public, I mean, so much of the challenges that arise with a lot of this stuff is domain valuation. And it's because, you know, coming up with a consistent, you know, objective method to be able to, you know, value domains in a way that's, you know, that, 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 that makes sense and that everybody can agree on to some degree. So, um, yeah. But so. just to that, just to the guy value point, it is a product that is actively being worked on. Like I've had meetings so far and you know, there's, there's teams of people just wanting to make this better than it is right now. Like it's, it's a really good point to um, like for, for people to understand the value of a domain name, but obviously it's a work in progress to some extent. Yeah. Um, like any product is, you know, like domain Sherpas are a work in progress. It's been on for 11 years. And, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of room for know, improvement here, man. No doubt. Um, well, but, oh, you know, right back at you, JT. I know he's like, he's like, that, oh, you thought that was the, uh, the James thought this was the... right hook. He's like, hey, by <laughs> the way, no, 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 JT. just like, no, oh. we're, we're playing. It's all good. That, we're just being funny, but absolutely, it's cool. I'll just take the Pass, shank out of my side, or I can't right you snap the handle. You know what you're doing in here. Prison rules. But, um, but anyway, there's, James, there's plenty to be. will get you. There's plenty to be done with it, and there's hopefully some things with the data and understanding a bit more about Go Value that I'm going to be doing later on this year in That's terms a- of producing stuff with it. So you watch this space. That's exciting to hear. That's cool. All right. Well, that's great. On that note, then let's, uh, you know, I think it's great. We'll see how that plays out and uh, looking forward to it for sure. All right. Well, look, guys, I appreciate all y'all. Thank you today for being here on Off the Market Forever. Uh, this was a great show to kick off this year. We'll have more of these coming so everybody knows. And again, you know, not hard to find us. Hit us up, good, bad, ugly, or whatever. And I will say to the audience, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I say it on every show. Without you, there's no us. So thank you for tuning in, for being a part of what we're doing. We're going to keep doing what we do and hope to see you back here soon um and i think that's about it we'll see you soon here on off the market forever on domain sherpa where all roads lead to domains peace out y'all and fly eagles fly let's go